0: Hello and welcome. This is the Mental Vet Tech and I am Hannah, the Mental Vet Tech behind the scenes. It is my mission to bring mental health and lifestyle wellness to the veterinary community. Here I hope that you find content to apply to your everyday life and to make your place in veterinary medicine more enjoyable and not just livable. So grab a beverage that soothes your soul and get ready to relate. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode. It is great to be back. Today, I wanted to just um, talk about a it's definitely a subject that I've tried to record some stuff on before. Um, But of course, you know, my scatterbrain, I just wasn't able to actually get anything um, down. So um, today I am going to be talking about my recommendations for trying to get a job in veterinary medicine. Um, I think that if you're just listening to this In general, I definitely think that this can help you find jobs in general. I don't think that you necessarily need to be like a veterinary technician or even a veterinarian. Um, Honestly, I don't know how much this could apply to being a veterinarian, but I'm sure it can. Um, Yeah, but if you're in um, vet med and you're looking for a job or if you're just looking for a job in general and you don't have any experience in this job, this kind of field, stay tuned because I will be sharing some tips and tricks I've learned along the way. I do want to start by just talking a little bit about a, um, like a subject called strategic communications. So strategic communications is essentially the way that I think about it, and this might kind of give you a little bit of a bias, um, but the way that I think about strategic communications is um, kind of related to different types of um, relationships within different organisms, right? So if you're thinking about um, like a um relationship, then it is one party kind of leeching off of another, and that is causing harm to the other party. That is manipulation, right? So if you're in a manipulative relationship with somebody, that person is, you know, saying things in a certain way to get you to do what they want. Okay, so that's kind of how I think about manipulation. Strategic communication can sometimes look like manipulation, but it's symbiotic. So or symbiotic. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. So basically, you're trying to hone in the way that you're communicating with the other party so that you both can benefit. And so I think kind of having this idea in your head is very important when learning about, um, you know, this type of communication, because when you use different types of strategies, um, you can definitely look up some TED Talks about this, some different um, psychological sources. It Basically, you're like increasing the chances of the other person who's listening to the information in liking what you're saying and they are more worth or like more likely to hire you. So um, I think it's really important just to make that distinction because some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about is can slightly seem like manipulation. Um, I have been in some manipulative um, relationships before, so it is kind of unsettling to me sometimes but once i understood that once i learned more about strategic communication i understood the difference so just wanted to preface that but a really great way to just kind of start off is do not send the same resume or send the same cover letter to the same employers so if you're applying to multiple different places change it up a little bit. You can keep the same like base of things, but each place has its different like core, um, like missions, right? So each place has a mission statement. You don't necessarily have to read that mission statement, extra brownie points to you if you do, but kind of researching them beforehand, understanding what they're about, what their main drive is, is going to give you a leg up. That way, Remember, we're trying to strategically communicate why we and like are better than everyone else for this position. Not like we're better than everyone else, but choose us for this job because we are the best fit. Um, sorry, Lily just jumped up on my desk. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you are listening, you might hear her like scrambling on some of my papers and stuff. Um, but yeah, so remember, we're trying to strategically communicate why we are the best fit for this position. So, with that being said, look up um, their website, right? If you are just kind of mass producing your resume and sending it out, I like, depending on how desperate you are for a job, of course, kind of consider the different places um, and whether or not they align with your values, your ethics. With that being said, if this is the first time you are trying to get a job in veterinary medicine and you just need to get your foot in the door, then, okay, maybe lower those standards for a little bit. And then once you have more experience, we can kind of revisit that. And um, once you kind of get your foot in the door and you start working at one place, even if it's not a great place, um, you can kind of, you know, strategically communicate that to new prospective employers in order for them to hire you at a better place and slowly work your way up like that. That's similar to what I did. So when I started, I worked at a practice in Utah that I did not enjoy. It kind of ruined my relationship with veterinary medicine. I thought I wanted to be a vet. That's a whole different story. But um, I... Was bullied there. Uh, they didn't practice the best medicine, which I didn't know at the time. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, God, to some of the things that they do. Um, and, yeah, I just really didn't like it. And I thought everywhere was like that. They would, like, talk about the clients poorly behind closed doors and judging them for their income or if they didn't have enough to pay the bill. And um, it was just it was just pretty emotionally rough for me. Um, so... Even though that kind of ruined my relationship with veterinary medicine, later on when I was trying to find a job, I was like, oh, I was a receptionist at a vet clinic. I can do that again. And I got a job at a lot better place, um, saying that I had a year of experience. So it worked for me. It was worth it. I learned a lot along the way. And I got to the point of where I am now. So it definitely – um, help me in the long run, even if I didn't enjoy my time at that clinic. So just kind of keep that in mind. Weigh the risk versus benefit, like, um, how, how unhappy are the, is the risk of you or (laughs) how big is the risk of you possibly being unhappy? There we go. Sorry. I couldn't like, you know, words. Um, But just kind of weighing that, thinking about what your ethics are, what's important to you, what things are you willing to compromise, what things are you not willing to compromise, um, those are important as well so that while you're researching these different places, you are kind of taking that into consideration like, okay, this place doesn't have a website, this place doesn't have social media, they don't have anything, they don't do anything digital. You go in, you go for like an interview or you talk to people, you see that they're doing all paper charts. You're like, ooh, I've only worked in digital and I don't really want to work at a place that has paper charts. Then that's fine. Chances are they are not doing like online prescriptions and things like that. They're probably not doing texting with clients, which is really, really convenient and helps like improve the communication between clients. Um And so, you know, if those things are important to you, then, you know, take that into consideration. If they're not, then whatever, it's not a loss, right? So um, take those into consideration. And then also um, while you're making your resume, while you're making your cover letter, take into consideration what – that hospital seems like they're about. When they have a web page, when they have a social media, it's a little easier to understand. It's a little easier to see that, right? Um, And you can even find like ads about them in the paper. Um, You know, usually they have about me pages. So it'll talk about the owners or how long they've been open. Places who are open longer tend to be more based around the community. So Talking about um, client service, client communication, um, things like that will um, kind of get you an in with them. And it's not necessarily like you're lying. And well, I mean, you're not lying by saying like I care about client communication. It's just something that you're bringing to their attention. You're kind of in an interview. You're kind of bringing up the like the summary of why you'd be a good fit there. So even though. You know, typically client communication might not be something you are as passionate about. If you are passionate about it and you do care about it and you think it's important and you know that that's a big, you know, um, important thing for them, you can say that like, oh, client communication is important to me. And um, by highlighting similar wants that they have, um, you are going to kind of fine tune yourself to be the perfect Um, person for that position. Even if you don't have any skill or very little skill, um, I find that saying that you are, you know, dedicated. um, Wherever you don't have skill and wherever you don't have experience, you really have to be willing to put in the extra work to create that. I... I mean, you don't have to go as far as me. I had trouble with boundaries with this and I have for a very long time. But in the past, when I was going from a receptionist to a tech assist, I did come in on my days off to learn how to hold, um, to like watch them monitoring anesthesia, learned how like surgery worked, things like that. Um, sorry, Lily is trying to cross in front of my camera here and the microphone. <laughs> oh my God, Lily, stop. Um, but yeah, so just kind of keeping those things in mind, because you do kind of have to make up for the fact that you're not as experienced. If you're looking for a job that's a nine to five, and you don't have to take stuff home in order to learn and be better. I don't know if you're going to be happy in veterinary medicine. Um, there are some places that, you know, are more accepting of that way of life, I think that in the future, they will be uh, more accepting of that way of life. But currently, you kind of have to work your way up before you get those benefits, before you're able to just come in when you come in and then not do any training, not do any research at home. If you want to be a tech assist, if you want to be a veterinary technician, and especially if you're pre-vet, if you're pre-vet and you're trying to get into working as an assistant, It's really important that you take material home to learn on your own time. Um, And saying that you're willing to do that to a certain extent um, is definitely going to give you bonus points as well in an interview. Um, So those are kind of my main things as far as like tapering um, your resume, your cover letter um, to kind of fit whatever they're looking for. I would also take into consideration... Just some, um, sorry, Lily's trying to walk across the table again. She like didn't even care that I was up here 20 minutes ago. Um, sorry, but I did just want to say some general guidelines that I have and have learned from others uh, about resumes and about cover letters is that you don't necessarily need to say I am detail-oriented because x y and z you want to portray that you want to show how are you detail oriented you want to essentially paint that picture without saying it you want to say it without saying it and i know that's super vague and like so hard to understand but for example when i applied to a place that was very big on client communication instead of saying i think client communication is important I wrote down that that's a core value, right? So I understand that in my cover letter, I have to kind of portray why client communication is important to me. Um, And I will also just add really quickly, I look at the resume letter as what your skills are, and then the cover letter as how do those skills make you the best person for this job? So it's kind of the question I ask myself while I'm writing those things and, spe- and, um, you know, making them different for each place I'm applying to that way I have something to go off of. Because if I'm just sitting there writing my experience, my skills, I could literally go on forever. And it's so hard to make a, a short resume and a short cover letter. So, um, I'm definitely one of those people that way too much detail into it. So just kind of take that into consideration while you're trying to get started because it's hard. Um, But when you go on to make your cover letter, um, look at what their ideal candidate looks like, right? Like what their requirements are, what you have to do in order to be well, like be good at this job, right? So when I was talking about um, how am I good at client communication? How do I portray that client communication is important to me? I would talk about specific times that I took the extra time to explain to a client something that many people might not. And so I don't even remember the exact situation I talked about, but um, I am very patient with clients and you know client communication is something that I'm very passionate about. and I don't think that enough people realize how big of a part of our job it is to be communicating as well with our clients. Um, I know when we get busy, when we get stressed, it's easy to just be like, oh, shut up. Stop asking questions. Leave me alone, you know, because you got to move on. But always taking that moment, taking that moment to explain their um, questions and like talk about their questions and just double check they don't have anything else they want to ask. It's going to save you time down the road because then they're going to call and be like, oh, um, the doctor didn't tell me this or like, oh, I forgot to ask, blah, 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 blah. Or they're going to go and give you a bad review and you're going to be like, well, you never even mentioned those things to me. So just avoid all that and take an extra second to be like, is there anything else I can help you with? Do you have any other questions or concerns? Um, So I definitely think that client communication is important. But um, again, just using specific scenarios and um, remember we're using strategic communication. So try to word the scenario in a way that makes it more like fitting for that place. And um, as far as skills go, if you don't have any necessarily skills in veterinary medicine, if this is you trying to get a job, um, again, I would kind of look up what the requirements are, being a tech assist, of um, being a receptionist. Um, I will tell you straight off the bat, um, being detail-oriented, um, being willing to jump in. Those are things um, that are important. Also, if you're really good at catching on, if you're really good at learning quickly, um, kind of, winging things, I would definitely say that, not in exact words, of course, but um, just kind of the gist of being able to hop right in and just start like, you know, improvising. And if you don't know something, ask someone. That is a big one. If you have questions, um, ask somebody. And if you state that specifically, I think it wins you a lot of, you know, points on their end. Because one thing that is so hard to fix is when people assume things and then you have to go and cover up those messes and you have to go and fix those things and talk to the client because you're like, oh yeah, what so-and-so told you was wrong. Not in those words, of course, but that is the general gist of it. So if you don't know, ask someone. And if you don't do that or you haven't done that in the past and you're listening to this right now, Make it something that you consider. Make it something that is important for you to do because you will learn so much if you just go and ask. If you have a concern about it, go and ask. And if they are not patient with you when you ask questions, they're not the right person to be working for. Um, so, yeah, just take that into consideration. And then the other thing I wanted to say is... Um, again, with the client communication and everything, um, you can definitely like take your previous experience, even if it's not in veterinary medicine and kind of taper it to fit veterinary medicine. Right. So, um, let's take into consideration or let's say for example, um, I'm applying to a veterinary hospital. Um, actually i did do this, um, of course. But uh, when I went to work as a receptionist, I put on there my previous experience as working at Starbucks, right? I worked at Starbucks for like six months. Um, And maybe I didn't have a lot of experience at a veterinary clinic. I stayed less than a year at the first one I worked at. But when I was applying the second time around for um, becoming a receptionist, I put that I worked well in high stress situations because if you've ever been at Starbucks when it's busy, those people behind the bar, those people behind the cash register, like, people are yelling at them. They're, like, just want their, like, $6 dollar non-fat whatever latte um, that they ordered three minutes ago and why isn't it done? I have to get to work. Um, you know, there's really rude people in customer service. So just by working in customer service, just by working like even in retail, in like answering phones, you can say that I work well in like high volume client um, communication, you know, like high volume um, client services and also like communicating with people who are upset. You can also put that on there because the thing is you're going to kind of have to relearn all of that anyways, like how to deescalate a veterinary client is different than having to de-escalate someone at a retail sh- store is different. But if you already kind of have experienced that, even if it's just like, oh, I'm so sorry, Miss Johnson, I understand. Let me go get my manager for you. Even if it's just that, like you can still like do that and you can still say that to a person. So you're capable of it. Um, So put those sort of things on there. Um, again, if you have any questions, you guys are welcome to um, send me a message, comment on this video, or, um, you know, comment on one of my posts on Instagram. I am um, happy to, uh, like, answer any of your guys' specific questions about this. I can definitely show you an example as well Um of my resume, if that's something you guys would be interested in. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this content and that it helps you guys be able to get your foot in the door of veterinary medicine because I know it can be really difficult, especially for pre-vet students who have like zilch experience and you want to commit that much of your life, that much of your wallet um, to, you know, veterinary school that's really tough and also for veterinary technician students who have never worked in a clinic before and you want to go to school for this or you are in school for this and you're like oh crap I don't know if I want to go um I don't know if I want to do this because I've never actually done this so um yeah I hope this helps you guys kind of get your foot in the door um again if you have any questions just let me know but thank you so much for listening to another episode I hope you have a good day bye-bye